Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. How's it going? What's up? It's me, Jesse. I'm back doing the podcast, all the fun memes. You know how it is. Um, I guess the first thing before we get into the games, and it's related to the first game, the Thursday night game, which I'll be posting this hopefully before the game, definitely an hour before the game, probably. Uh, but anyway, I, I have something to say. It's pretty important, kind of, but I was definitely wrong about Justin Herbert. Um, I'm definitely not as high as everyone else is. I'm not, I don't think he's like a top five quarterback. I really, really don't think so. I think my initial assessment was a little too harsh. I think he's better than top 15 currently. I, I, I will say, I, I think he, I think he very much improved a lot of the stuff that I, I lambasted him for a lot last year. You know, he really cut down on the amount of errant throws that he had. I love his ball placement, especially on the short throws, because that is where a lot of his bread and butter comes in. You know, no offense to him. He little, little bit carried by some of those other guys, but Eckler went out with an injury last week. We had no Keenan Allen, and he dominated. It was a really good performance. Um, yeah, he dominated statistically. It wasn't a dominant performance like he had earlier in the year, where he was just flat out dominating when like guys like Keenan Allen were dropping the, the ball, which was insane. Never really see Keenan Allen do that, but I guess uh, he just throws such a hard ball. Um, I I like him a good amount. I think the protections really helped. I think he's just cut down on the errant throws. I think he's got a really nice deep ball. I've always said that. Um, but I, I'm definitely higher on him coming to the season. I thought he'd be a bust in fantasy. I was definitely wrong about that. I thought Josh Allen would be a bust. I was definitely wrong about that because those legs, man, they keep it going. That is something I didn't really consider as much. Um, even the passing's gotten a lot worse, which is something I you know, really keyed in on. Um, but Allen's actually expanded, too. He, he's not relying on Stefan Diggs as much. I think that's because teams are taking away Diggs. But Allen's finding, you know, through his legs. He's, he's able to do stuff like that. I think it's also the lack of running game that is just allowing Allen to be such a fantasy stud, which is fine. I mean, that, that's something you could have predicted in the offseason, and I didn't. I was definitely wrong about that. But, I mean, I still don't think he's that good of a quarterback. Um, I don't even know if the Bills are going to make the playoffs this year. So, I mean, we'll see. Things are getting crazy with COVID, which is something I, the, the real meat of the, this week, you know. I don't know who's going to end up on the COVID list. You know, as I'm recording this, I'm pretty sure we had um, Case Keenum go on the COVID for Saturday. We, I, I know a few other defensive players, including, I think, Grant Delpit is out there. And I know, I want to say, is Josh Johnson on there too? I know, um, I know Ronnie Harrison is too for the Browns, but man, it's a, it's a fucking bloodbath. And honestly, I'm going to try and go through the stuff the best I can with all that stuff happening. But man, I don't know. The, the Raiders are, <laughs> the, the Raiders are three and a half point favorites, and I, I don't think that's even close to enough, honestly. Um, the Browns will probably run the ball a bunch, but I, I, these teams are both banged up. Anyway, uh, that's a Saturday game. We'll first talk about the Thursday night game, which is the Chiefs and the Chargers. I've already admitted that I was wrong about Herbert. I still want another year to see if he can actually get to that, like, very, very, very good status. I think Burrow's already there, because I love Burrow. I think he's going to cut down on the interceptions. He's going to have, like, Aaron Rodgers-esque seasons for a while. He's got a great touchdown uh, rate. I'm a big fan of what he does with Jamar Chase, and Higgins is one of is is the best receiver on that team. Like he is. Like sorry, I love Jamar Chase. Don't get me wrong, uh, I do. I'm def I'm probably a little bit lower on him than most. Probably end up drafting him a lot though in the second or third round because I think he'll make that jump because I, I think he's already I think he's already made like a lot of strides so far in the NFL, which is great. I mean, this season's gonna be a little rocky, even though he's doing very well statistically. Um, I, I think a lot of those points in the beginning were kind of fluky. They definitely were, and we've seen that over the past weeks, and I've said that on Twitter. Follow me at Bacon Games Jesse on Twitter. Gotta follow me there. It's where I put a lot of my content out. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, I think I think that really inflated himself. But he, whatever he finishes this year, I expect him to finish very, very similar to, to last year. He's a lot of good stuff on film, even though the stats haven't shown it all the time. I mean, that touchdown, that first touchdown to him with Burrow when they were coming back against San Fran was goddamn fucking insane. I mean, him and Burrow just knew it was going to happen. And Jamar's such an athletic player that he's able to do it. And same with Burrow. They're both very athletic. Uh, it, it was great. It, it was really, really cool. Um, very happy to see that. But in this game, the Chiefs are so goddamn hot. Although they did, they destroyed the Raiders, but... Really, did they? I mean, it was three fumbles in the first quarter that just put the game out of reach. I mean, they returned one for, for a touchdown. They had two scores off that one. They kicked a field goal. The Raiders punted like twice in the first quarter, too. It was just over after that. And there's not much you can do there. I'm not blaming the Raiders. You know, you can blame specific players fumbling, or you can give credit to Kansas City for forcing players to fumble and all that stuff, but it's just that just doesn't track game to game, so I don't give a fuck. Like, if, if they were fumbling, you know, once or twice a game, which I don't think any NFL team has averaged that over their entire season ever, then yeah, maybe it'd be a problem. But the fact that they fumbled three times in the first like, like, quarter, like, that's just, this game, the game was lost as soon as it started, like, sorry, like, there's nothing you can do about it, honestly, um, I don't think that was a bad beat at all, I was just, stuff that happened, and I'm, 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 the Raiders are gonna beat the Browns, I mean, the Browns have no one, but we'll talk about that, uh, the Chiefs and the the Chargers, yeah, the Chiefs are super hot, Uh, Mahomes is playing great, and he's, Mahomes is playing good, he's always been playing good this entire season, it's just that Tyreek Hill is finally catching the ball, Travis Kelsey's finally catching the ball, they're working in Nicole Hardman, they've got CEH back, need to use him in the passing game, I don't know why they're so fucking stupid they don't use him in the passing game, but need to use him in the passing game, uh, yeah, just, just, please do that, I, I swear to god, if that doesn't happen, I'm just, I'd be so mad, but, ne- nevertheless, nevertheless, um, yeah, I've got, I've got the Chiefs in this one, um, there isn't too much with the COVID stuff, I mean, you know, the Chargers don't have Slater, which is huge. Pretty sure Derwin James and Austin Eckler is going to play. There's some kind of weird stuff about maybe him being on a snap count, but I don't really buy it. Um, and if he does, Herbert played really well without him, and they have Keenan Allen back, so I'm pretty okay. But, you know, nevertheless, people have to... Herbert is not always this tuned in, and he did have a lot of errant thrones in that one. I, want, I counted about five on film. I think I think that'll back... I think um, the stats on Pro Football Reference will back me up on that. I want to say five... Um, really bad throws or five, you know, uncatchable balls or all that stuff. Um, just just be careful about Herbert. He he will lay goose eggs. He he has done that. I think three or four times. There's a lot of games he lost throwing interceptions because he's got very inaccurate balls sometimes. That's something you're just gonna have to deal with. He's a gunslinger. He's maybe he's like Brett Favre but better. Um, that's definitely something there. I don't think Brett Favre is that good. Um, at, at least uh, I, maybe I shouldn't say that because I didn't really watch Brett Favre when I was a, a kid as much. But I mean, just from the gunslinger mentality, that's someone I automatically go to, and he definitely feels like that. Although he's got really, really nice crisp passes sometimes, very fast ball, but he he turns the ball over. He he will turn the ball over a bunch. Um, in his career, it's just gonna happen. He'll probably throw a lot of touchdowns too, but he's gonna turn the ball over a lot. Love what I saw from Josh Palmer last week. I think I might throw some over under stuff for him in terms of receiving yards. Uh, I think he should. I think he definitely earned a shot. Honestly, him and Parnum are, are good for like twenty yards a game, and I think the over unders on that are lower than that. So, or one of them's gonna hit that for sure. So, I think betting on it's not really a bad idea at all, uh, honestly. But. That is what it is. Uh, I mean, I, I like the, I like the Chargers a decent amount. They're not going to take two from Kansas City this year, especially Kansas City being on such a roll. It's just not going to happen. This is an easy, easy Chiefs pick. Um, taking them, taking them minus three, except the spread is right now. I think the Chargers could win this one. It's a division game, so you know how I feel about those. They're too tough. I, I don't know what to do. It's way too tough. Um, and I'm taking the over 54. This seems very chalky. This seems like something that is definitely you know where a lot of people's money will be on, and that's why you know the under 54 is a little bit juiced. Rather, it's 112 to 108, which isn't very much, but it's okay. We parlay that shit and have a good time. I might actually consider parlaying that one with one of the Saturdays and then do the Saturday parlay with the over-unders. I think that'll be fun. I'll talk about that next, but yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I think Charger's a pretty good team. Uh, underestimated Herbert, and he's punishing for uh, me right now for it. Um, 
but I'm not 100% sold. I'll need three years to really consider that before I change my tune about him. But I, I mean, I have changed my tune before I really consider him like a great two uh, top 10 quarterback. He's, if I had to make a list, um, I can just go through this real quick right now. I'm taking, in his division, I'm taking Mahomes over him. Um, uh, let's just go through that. Let's just do the East. Um, I'll take, I'll take definitely him over, over Josh Allen. Uh, I'll take him over Tua, but that's a lot closer than people think. Take him over Mac. take him over Wilson. Nope, Burrow, that's one. Uh, Lamar, that's two. Um, do I take Tannehill over him? No, I don't think so. I think, I think we go, we go, um, we still go with, uh, still go to Herbert. Um, I'll take Mahomes. I'll take Carr. I'll take Carr. I don't know if that's, on, I don't know if that's, uh, you know, just not popular, but I don't care. I'll take Carr. That's four quarterbacks I like better. I'll take Dak. Okay, moving on. I'll take, uh, I think that's five. I'll take Rodgers. That's six. Will I take Kirk? It's close. We'll just go with six. Uh, I'll take Brady. I will take Kyler. I will take Stafford. If... It's close to him and Wilson. This about it about puts him at ten. He, he's around ten, you know. You Kirk and, and uh, him in there. Maybe seeks in the top ten. I think it's about right for him. I think that's probably what he'll be going forward. I think Lawrence will sneak in there. I think Fields or Wilson could sneak in front of him. Um, maybe not, but you know we'll, we'll definitely see. I I think man, I am. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I'm hmm. I am definitely a fan. Uh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely more of a fan than I've been before. Sorry, I was just a little, little bit distracting there, but that's okay. We're moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Next up, we got the Raiders. Oh, also, just, I mean, if you're, if you're thinking about start uh, sitting anyone like Eckler for this game, uh, because you want to start someone else, just the COVID stuff's insane. You have to start your guys when they're starting if they're active. You have to do it. You're being forced into it. It's a playoff game. I know it sucks, but you have to start guys who are starting. You just have to. I don't know who the fuck is going on the COVID thing. We had Waddle. We had half of the Browns. We had a bunch of Bears going on. I, I don't know what's happening, but. You need to get guys who start in your lineup, or else you're going to end up with, like, two points from a random you picked off of the waiver wire. Like, sorry. <sighs> a little tough. But anyway. All right, next up, we got the Raiders and the Browns. Uh, I'm Raiders in this one, minus three and a half. I'm Raiders straight up. Uh, the Browns team doesn't really seem like they have much in the way of anyone playing. The defense is banged up, hurt. they still got some good corners there, but they don't have any safeties. They don't have much of... They don't have much. Uh, 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 uh. I think we can concede that. I think y'all can say that. Let me, let me just check who's on the... Who's on the goddamn, uh, yeah, right, Baker, Teller, right, Hooper, Johnson is out there. They don't have any safeties. They have, like, literally no safeties. I don't know who's going to play. Uh, Greg Newsom's not playing. Kareem Hunt's obviously still out. Conklin's on the IR. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible for the Browns. It really, really is. Um, I, yeah, it's tough. It's definitely a tough one. I, um, I, I don't know how they're going to do it. The overrunner for this is 37. Um, and I don't hate Nick Mullins, uh, but the Browns' just offensive line is just so decimated. I feel like the Raiders are going to get home so often against them. This is probably a stay away for me in the over-under, um, but I'll take the under 37 in this one. I think the Browns, I think the Raiders win this 20-10, something like that. Um, Josh Jacobs will get involved more. I mean, the offense could score. The Raiders could score 20-plus points. And if, you know, they get, the Browns get to three scores, which is definitely possible with them running the ball this much, it could be an over. I... You know what? I'm going to change it. I'm, I'm going I'm to lean the over, but I'm definitely not betting on this game. Actually, I am going to have to bet on this one, because it's a Saturday game. 
I'll have to rethink, but I think I'm on the over right now. Um, I'll definitely take the Raiders. I'll take the Raiders money line for this one for sure. Um, I, like I said, this this is I didn't do rankings this week because I have no idea who the fuck's gonna play when they're gonna play. Start who you can, start your studs. You know who they are at this point in the season. Um, I would just go with the track record that you have with these guys. Um, this is a pretty okay matchup for the running backs. Uh, both of these, Josh Jacobs is probably a top twelve back this week for sure. Um, I'm not trusting Brian Edwards. I'm not trusting anyone who's catching the ball besides Hunter Renfro, who's a goddamn star. If you don't go and acquire that guy in Dynasty right now, you're going to end up paying like a first for him next year if you want to acquire him. Um, he's 26, I think 27 maybe. He's on a really, really good trajectory. He's with a really good quarterback for, I think, a foreseeable future. There's no way Carr is gone at all, or else they'd be really, really dumb. Uh, be really, really dumb for the Raiders. And it's funny because, you know, usually Carr is the check down machine, but he's not really been that this year when he's had the opportunity to throw the ball deep. He hasn't really been like that at all. Um, Hunter Renfro is still eating. He's going to be a star. I'm going to draft him pretty much everywhere I can next year because I don't think his ADP will be. I always play half point PPR. So next time I talk about players, especially receivers who are PPR machines like Hunter Renfro is, you know, I got like West Walker, I got like Julian Edelman. Um, I, I, I'm going to draft him from if he's going like in the fifth round or later which he definitely definitely will be i'm gonna be all over that dude i'm gonna be all over that like it's uh, like i don't know butter on toast uh, yeah butter on toast that's not gonna be like it it's gonna be spread nice and not like they say in lord of the rings which i forget too much too much toast for the bread or the jam i don't fucking remember but hunter Renfro is a star he's already a star he's already there so he's a bpr machine he's gonna be great you should acquire him anywhere you can uh, the next one up is the New England Patriots versus the Colts. Uh, looks like this one's an indie, so I get why uh, New England's two and a half point underdog or underdogs. But yeah, this is plus one eighteen for the money line, and that is whoo, she not close. I will definitely be taking that. Um, it's gonna be a really fun game though. I'm glad this is the Saturday night game because I think it'll be really really fun to watch. Um, it, it's just it's gonna be really sick. I'm I'm very excited. So. Yeah, I'm taking New England plus two and a half, taking New England money lined. The over-under is 45 and a half. And I like the um I like the under. Can New England tackle? That is it's kind of the thing. Because they need to be able to tackle Jonathan Taylor. And hmm, I don't think these teams are really impacted by COVID too much. So I'm not really super worried about anything um yeah i think i think this is yeah i think this is i think it's definitely patriots and i'm gonna take the over am i gonna take the over 45 and a half what does that have to be so 20 20 plus 5 what are the patriots scores They've scored over 21, 2, 3, 4. A good amount of times against good defense. Oh, uh, no, that's a loss. Against some pretty good defenses, I think. Let's see, 25. Now against. Um, hmm. 36. That was a good win for them over the Patriots League before, and then a good win against the Browns. Hmm, what about the Colts? Let's see if they play any good defenses. None. They do score a lot of points. I actually think I'm gonna take the over. Yeah, over 45 and a half. I think I think that's I think that's an over. We take that and we, we feel good about it. Um yeah, you know, I I think I might have been a little overzealous on taking Pittman in front of Higgins for the uh for fantasy dynasty wide receiver stuff like that, but 
Um, they're really close, and I, I, they're really close. I love both of them. I really do. They're both great players, um, and they will be here for a long time. You got them in fantasy this year at a discount, which is definitely true. You might even still be able to get T. Higgins at a discount, because uh, he's going to be a star. He's going to be not as good as Justin Jefferson. I was definitely wrong about that. He should have been my number one, so he was my number three. Uh, what are you going to do? Um, I still love Judy, too. I mean, he's definitely a buy low. They just need a quarterback, which there are plenty of in the draft. I mean, if they get Kenny Pickett or someone like that, or Carson Strong, or even maybe even Howell, who seems like a pretty good fit for you know what their GM likes, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be pretty interested in acquiring any of those guys. I'm sorry. I, I meant like all the, the um, wide receivers for Denver, but I really mean just Jerry Judy. I'm talking about the rookie class from 2020. Um, yeah, I mean, there isn't too much to say. I like Wentz in the start, though. Um, He's not sneaking into my top... Mm, he's in my top 15. Yeah, he's definitely going to be in there. Uh, Mac really isn't. They're going to run the ball a lot, but they can still score. Uh, New England... They, they can still throw the ball when they want to. They definitely can. And I, I, I think that Buckner's going to... Not scare Belichick, but just make Belichick be smart about what he's doing with this stuff. And have him, you know, move over and do that. I, I think that's fine. Uh, so yeah, I'm just going to take that. That's fine. Uh, the next one is the football team versus the Eagles. Um, does the football team have the most... Um, like, uh, in, like, COVID stuff, I, I'm, I'm not sure, um, it's really bad, on the, and that defense was just coming together, I mean, they have, what, Fuller, Allen, I don't know if Terry's gonna play, I think Cameron Curl just got put on today, you know, they have no, no, no neither of their two edge rushers, there's gonna be, like, Shaka Tony and William Bradley King, well, I think one of them might even got hurt, doesn't really matter at all, um, I think, like, they're on their, like, fourth string, uh, fucking, um, center, I, I think you gotta, I think you gotta take Philly for this one, money line, and they're minus four, four fifty, so that makes sense. Um, and then, ugh, I, I like, I like the Eagles minus nine and a half. The over under for this one is forty four. I like the under for sure in this one. I think there'll be a lot of running the ball. And I, well, I think the Eagles can maybe can score thirty. I think it'd be surprising if the Washington scored more than fourteen points. So. Um, against a very good Eagles defense. In fact, I think the, the Washington football team probably scores 10. Um, the Eagles probably score 20. This is a pretty easy under for me. I'll take the 44. It'll be in a bunch of my bets. All right. We've got the, yeah, I mean, for, I just, I'm, I'm telling you, just starting when you're healthy, who's healthy. Um, the Eagles is just the, it's, I mean, I think Minshew might actually has, has a decent chance to start because I'm not sure if Hurts will play. I think the Eagles might still be playing it safe because they're coming off a bye. So that's interesting. I think that might be also why the Colts might be favored a little bit because they're also coming off a bye. But I, I don't care about that one for this game. For this one, it definitely matters more. I think, you know, the fact that they're all rest up and all that good stuff is definitely important. But there are like three key players you want to start in the Eagles. Four key players you want to start in the offense. And it's Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, if you're desperate, um, the quarterback, and uh, I mean, uh, Goddard. You can start Devonta Smith if you want. I don't think they'll be throwing the ball that much. But the 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 football team has some injuries or COVID stuff on the uh, cornerback stuff. You know, I, I know there's some new stuff and everything's changing. You know, week to week, second to second, day, um, day to day, you know, hour to hour for the COVID protocols. But so a lot of this stuff could be moot by the time it's Sunday. So I just, you know, check the COVID stuff if it's coming out. You know, if we see, like, Kyle Fuller and, you know, maybe their defensive interior coming off the COVID list to play against the Eagles, yeah, you might want to take that plus 9.5. You just got to be diligent on that, okay? But I'll take the Eagles right now, money line minus 9.5, and the under. Alrighty, right, let's go for the Panthers and the Bills. Panthers are 10.5-point underdogs, and it's at Buffalo, and it's December. It's been unseasonably warm, but I expect it to... I think it's supposed to get a lot colder going into the weekend. I think it's supposed to snow on, like, Tuesday up in where I'm in, in New York. I mean, that's obviously not Buffalo, where it'll be a lot colder and a lot snowier. Um, 
Yeah, I think the Panthers did a decent job running the ball. If this is a snowy game, you know, I don't know what the weather's supposed to look like in Buffalo, but let me check. Uh, what is it? Orchard Park, right? Orchard Park, New York weather. Um, it's 60 right now. It's supposed to snow on Saturday, and Sunday it's supposed to be 30 degrees. Um, it's supposed to be snow rain-ish. Looks like it's supposed to be, yeah, a decent amount during most of the day Saturday. Sunday it's supposed to be pretty clear, but maybe there's some stuff residual. If, you know, the snow gets moved back and all that thing, this is an easy Panthers plus 10.5. I think they run the ball really well, plus Cam. But Cam is just such a, such a fucking idiot throwing the ball. I fucking hate this dude. He's so annoying. Um, I think you take the Panthers plus 10.5 here. Although, actually, to be fair, the Bills do beat up do beat up bad teams, and the Panthers with Cam at quarterback, I don't know, Dar Darnold's probably the best shot, and he doesn't need to return. I don't think he's going to play this week, but I love the Panthers' defense still. I think they're really good. The Bills' defense definitely taking a hit. You know, they give a bunch of points to Tampa Bay last week, but Carolina's not Tampa Bay. I think we take Buffalo minus 10.5, Buffalo money line, and the over 44.5. Cam makes a lot of dumb mistakes, but the offense is still pretty potent. If it's snowing, though, and if it's bad, and if the conditions are pretty bad, if it's windy up there, then you take the under, and you take Carolina plus 10.5. That, that's how I'm calling it. Um, I'm not starting Cam in fantasy because I don't think he'll be able to throw the ball unless it's snow and he's just going to run the ball like 20 times. Then he's a pretty easy start for sure. Uh, next up, we got the Jets and the Dolphins. Uh, Waddle's out. Holland's out. I don't know what else is happening. They don't have Will Fuller, obviously. I love Tua. Don't have that great of an offensive line. This is the division game. It's in Miami. I'm taking the Jets plus nine and a half. And I think I'm taking the Jets money line, honestly. Um, I, I, I think Zach Wilson is turning a bit of a corner. And I know people don't agree with me. I get it. Whatever. Go fuck yourself. Zach Wilson's gonna be good. I don't care what you guys dumbass fucking say. The Jets beat better teams for some stupid reason, and I don't know why this shit's happening, but, um, I mean, I don't think Michael Carter's coming back, and if he does, I'm not really sure. You know, we, we have Elijah Moore, we have Corey Davis on the IR, sure, whatever, but they should have a pretty, a lot fuller of a, of a running back room with Carter, possibly returning, they're getting Tevin Coleman back. Um, I know they don't have a lot of receivers to throw the ball to, but they've kind of done it with Braxton Berrios, even though Denzel Mock Mims, I still like Mims a lot, even though the Jets will never give him another chance because they're fucking stupid, but that's, you know, I digress a little bit. Um, they still have, you know, Crowder, I, I think there's some decent weapons there, and they'll probably throw the ball to Michael Carter a lot. The Dolphins, like I said, pretty much all their wide or their running backs are on the IR or the COVID list. Um, you know, like I said, they lost Javon Holland, or, you know, Waddle just went on the COVID thing literally today. I like the Dolphins a lot, but these are some injuries that I don't think they'll be able to come overcome in a division game. I just like the Jets here. Um, this is an under 41 for me, though. I like the 9.5 for the Jets. I like the Jets' money line, uh, especially as it's plus 320. I like that a lot. And then I like the under... On this one, just with all the injuries and stuff like that, I think the Jets run the ball a lot. I think Zach Wilson's a pretty good quarterback, but is he going to really be able to beat the Miami defense for 25 points? No, I don't think so. So I like the under 41 here. Lots of unders going to be this week with all the injuries. Definitely lots of unders. You know, just not just the fact that a lot of backups are playing, just the fact they haven't, definitely haven't been able to log all these practices enough in order to play. Um, so it's, it's pretty bad. <sighs> Dallas versus the Giants. I want to take the Giants money a lot. I really do. It might be my fun little special is the Jets and Giants uh, parlay for 10 to win probably like 100-something bucks. I, I do like that. I've thrown a lot of $10 away. I think I've done it five times where, you know, I've, I've lost all of those. So not great. But, um, you know, once we hit one of them, then we'll just stop. Once we hit one of these long, long shot ones, we'll probably just end up stopping. Or we'll continue to go and just ride out the money and see how much we can make. If I actually were to do them right now, if I were to put 10 in, this is plus 19, 1937. So if I put 10, I've got 193.7. Obviously, if you do the math, pretty easy. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I'll say that. 
Um, I don't know if I like the Giants yet. I still like the defense. I don't, I've got to see who's quarterbacking the team. Because I think, actually, I know that's probably strange to a lot of people. Uh, I think I think it definitely is pretty strange. But, um, you know, if <laughs> if we see Tony, if we see Adore Jackson, if we see Xavier McKinney come off the COVID list, if we have Daniel Jones play, Leonard Williams is definitely playing. We're going to see Thomas play for sure. I... I, I think I think I like the, the Giants. Definitely. I like the Giants plus 10.5 right now. It could change based on what happens to Dallas. Um, you know, if, if if they have all their guys who, who can play, play. Uh, like, I think Pollard probably will be back. I think Dexter Lawrence will probably... I'm sorry, uh, Demarcus Lawrence will probably play. Um, yeah, Tyrus Smith and Yale is not great, but that's, that's, that's not that big of a deal for them. Um, gotta check on the Giants' COVID status for sure. I mean, I... Division games are tough to be laying this many points. I like da- uh, Giants plus 10.5, but I like Dallas Moneyline. And I like the over 44.5 in this one. Definitely like the over 44.5. Um, I think even even if those defensive players come back for the Giants, I still I still like the over. Can be tough, though, for Dallas. I'll, I'll say that. They've, they've done some, some weird things, like... Uh, let me pull up Dallas. I mean, you know, losing to the... I mean, well, losing to the Chiefs, you know, not great. Um... Uh, actually, they've had, they've had a lot of good impressive wins. I forgot that. I thought they lost the, the, the game against the Minnesota, but they had a back and quarterback, and they still won that one. Yeah, pretty good. Well, what are they against the spread? They're 10 and 10 and 3 against the spread. That's pretty dang good. Um, yeah, they were 10-point favorites and lost to Denver. Just remember that? Uh, I think it was the weekend. Yeah, it was the weekend after Halloween, so definitely stuff that happens. Um, could see it again. They were also 7-point favorites against the Raiders and lost that game. It is a tough one, but... I am definitely going with uh, Dallas. I'm, I'm not saying definitely. Definitely going with the over. I'm taking Dallas. I'm taking the Giants plus 7.5. Um, I'm starting safe one. You probably don't have better options. Honestly, I don't really need to do start advice on this podcast because literally, dude, like, start who's ever healthy and who's ever like, good enough, you think. Just fill out your roster, bro. That's all I got to say. If you got, like, an in-between decision that you want to ask me or throw me on Twitter, at Bacon Games Jesse, go ahead and do that. But, yeah, I mean, I just... It's kind of hard to find guys who are healthy at this point. Start the healthy bros, okay? That's that's really what you <laughs> you got to do. As as dumb as that is, um, oh god, I'm just clicking on it. Justin Herbert is a is a top X quarterback in the NFL. Uh, top five with bias, top ten legitimate claim. Yeah, I think I think he's around top ten. Um, let's see. I'm just reading these things real quick. Top four, number one, easily top ten, top five maybe. Uh, I'm seeing USC Jaguar comment in here, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Overrated, sadly, says a Mile High fan, so I can't really take that. Uh, I'm not doing this one because it says Mac Jones first. He's two. He's two five, five for sure. I'd say he's number five. Brady, Rogers, Mahomes. Never mind. He's number four. Then Allen. Well, at least they had him in front of Allen. At least there's that. Three or four. Top five. Top eight is fine. I think that's definitely more fine. Um, God, I hate, I fucking hate people so much. Yeah, I think top 10 is probably okay, but I'm definitely not the top five. He's, he's not that high for me. Sorry, not gonna happen. Um, need another year for him to keep up this kind of production, which is, is very impressive, but, you know, cutting down on the, on the bad throws, the turnover worthy plays and stuff like that is helpful, but he still turns the ball over a lot, and I, I don't love that, honestly. Um, but, you know, and he's got, he's got good receivers, but he did it last week without the good receivers. Although I do like Josh Palmer a, a good amount, but he's definitely not, 
uh, you know, obviously not Keenan Allen status. Yo, if you can hear that dog, you know my fucking pain. That dog has literally been barking for two hours. I'm, I'm gonna fucking kill my neighbors, dude. So fucking annoying. Oh my god, it, it might be the most literally obnoxious thing in the entire world. It's just right outside. I, like, look for- I finally figured out where it was coming from, and they're just leaving the dog up there for, like, uh, just- it, it's- well, I guess it's kind of warm right now. But they're just leaving the dog out here to bark? Like, are you fucking serious? Are you goddamn kidding me? I- I- am so mad. I'm so- I don't know if you can hear it. I hope you can't hear it, but- Bro, I'm so fucking mad at my neighbors right now. Holy shit. I just, I'm gonna pause for a little bit. Can you hear it? Just wait. It'll come on in like two seconds. You hear that fucking dumb shit? Oh my god. I hope you can't. I hope my thing's really good and you can't hear it. But it, it just barked and there was like no, no noise. Whatever. We're moving on. We got the Titans and the Steelers. It's a one, one point. It is a one point. Jeez. I don't. A one point. I don't. I don't know what to do. The one points here right now. So I guess it's just, it's just a pick them. But that is making me think about this. I let me check the COVID situation on that real quick because I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything too too big in the injury stuff. Yeah, I don't think these teams have really been hit with too much COVID stuff. Which yeah, it doesn't look like doesn't appear to be the case. Um, I do hope that Landry plays. That is kind of a big deal. He's gone under the radar, and I know I've talked about him on the podcast and on Twitter at Bacon Games Jesse. You can follow me on Twitter at Bacon Games Jesse. Um, I know I've talked about him a lot and how impressive he's been, but yeah, I, I um, I don't know. I don't know what to do here. I think Titans have a pretty bad offense right now, and it's not Tannehill's fault. I think I gotta go Steelers. You know, what? we're gonna go Steelers, even though you know none of these money lines actually. It's it's minus one sixteen for the money line for the Titans, and then minus one hundred two for the money line for the Steelers. Whew. Um, yeah, I think it's Steelers defense. Actually, it's at Pittsburgh. I think this is an easy Steelers money line for me. I'll take the Steelers plus one here. Um, both have good defenses, so I'll take the under 42 and a half. I don't think the offenses are impressive at all. Uh, the under 42 and a half is a good one. This kind of feels a little chalky. I don't know. Uh, it's kind of tight, but <sighs> fuck it. We'll, we'll, we'll go with, yeah, we'll go with the under. Take Pittsburgh. Take Pittsburgh money line. Take Pittsburgh plus one. Yeah, I like that. I, I do like that. I don't know if I actually picked that on. Oh, I took Tennessee. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I like the Steelers. All right, next up we got the Houston Texans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh man, hey, you follow me on Twitter. You've seen about how I talk about Urban. I mean, I said January fourteenth when he was hired uh, that I didn't like the pick. I thought it was a terrible pick, and I said in the summer again that it was a terrible, terrible job. Uh, coaching was a terrible idea, and it was. I was correct. Most people were correct, though, to be fair. So I'm not victory lapping that one too hard. But yeah, I mean. Uh, fairly self-evident that this that he was going to be bad. I don't like taking college coaches. I think it's really bad. Now, this game's really interesting to me. It is Texans plus five, uh, which I like, in a division game at Jacksonville. I, I mean, I get it. Urban's gone. You know, a lot of stuff. They'll keep James Robinson in the game, actually. But the offense, I mean, how many times did the Jaguars score 20 points in a game? Like, I just, how many times have we scored 20 points this year? I think the last time we, let's say the last time the Jaguars scored 20 points in a game, that it was against the Oh, that was a text. I was like, what? No, not true. Um, last time the Jaguars scored 20 points was in one of their only two wins, and that was in week six. That was, um, yeah, uh, two months ago. Um, and it was 23 points. They had scored 19, 21, 19, 13, 21, 14, 19, 20, 21 in those other games. Um, they were scoring a lot more at the beginning of the year. I don't know what changed. Uh, the Texans don't really score a lot of points either. Let me see if they got anything over 20, because um, the reason I'm doing 20 points is because the line is 39 and a half. So, 
Last time they scored tw was 11-21. They scored 22 versus the Titans. They scored 22 versus the Rams. 22 versus the Patriots. 21 versus the Browns. 31 versus the Jaguars in Week 1. This seems like an easy under. I mean, look, I understand the play calling might be different, but the personnel hasn't changed. Uh, uh, and Trevor Lawrence is still throwing the goddamn ball to Laquan Treadwell, uh, Marvin Jones, Lavishka Chanel, all that fun shit. Um, they're going to be running the ball a lot with James Robinson. I love the Texans. I, I, I'm going to say I love the Texans here because the plus 184 is just so easy. I, I think there's just a lot of people and a lot of the money is coming in on this narrative because a lot of people are fucking stupid. And maybe, you know, it's in Jacksonville. Maybe people will be inspired. Maybe the team will be inspired. You know, all that fun stuff. Buy into the narrative if you want. I don't buy into narratives. Texans want to win. The Jaguars want to win. Tex uh, this is a division game. And the fuck the Texans. I'm a Jaguars fan. I want the Jaguars to win. I think this is a great... I I'm excited for them to come out and play. I hope they play hard. I hope they play well. I hope Lawrence looks better. Because they look great in the beginning of the year. And then he just got, like, worse and worse, kind of, um, in the past, like, six games. And they've been terrible since. Um, hope play calling is different. I think the defense is still pretty good. So the under here makes sense. I think the Texans defense will be able to hold the Jaguars to a decent amount. Um, plus five is just too much for me to pass up on. I'll probably be betting on that one. And then I like the Texans to win this one straight up. I don't think I'm going to bet on it because it's a division game. I don't want to bet against the Jaguars because I'm really going to be rooting for them to win this one just to say fuck you, Urban Meyer, and for Trevor Lawrence to look good. But um, yeah, it's 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 shit. <laughs> it's shit. This is an easy under for me, though. And um, you want to start Brandon Cooks in this one? You want to start Davis Mills in this one. I don't love it because I think the Jaguars defense is the best part of this team. And I think, um, I, I think the coordinator, Colin, is really, really good. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's Colin, right? I think I actually, because Bevel is the offensive coordinator, right? And he's going to be interim head coach, right? Bevel, I think I might have actually confused these names before. Because um, I, I, so, yeah, Daryl Bevel versus the interim coach, who is the offensive coordinator, who runs the ball all the time. He's fired by James Robinson. He's a top five back this week, um, I think. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, let's go with... Moving on. Yeah, let's move it on. Uh, you can only you can only start Robinson and Cooks in this game. Davis Mills, if you're feeling lucky, but I like Jaguars defense enough, where I think it's fine. Uh, Davis Mills has had a third-degree game, and I don't think Trevor Lawrence has ever had a third-degree game in the NFL yet, so pretty bad. Maybe he did in the early weeks when DJ Tark, who is an integral part of this offense, like I'm screaming all offseason uh, before he left for a season injury. And I get that he's kind of small. I get it, but it is what it is. All right, we've got up next the Cardinals and the Lions. Oh, and BT Dubs, I, I guess I didn't share this before, but I was 7-6-1 and one on the um over, uh, on the over-under spread, which is pretty good, I think. I think we got a lot of bad beats, though, last week, like going into overtime for the goddamn Tampa Bay game, which was a lock for the under. Really, I thought it was a lock. Um, there were a few other ones that I can't really remember off the top of my head, but maybe if I go to the scores from last week, I can figure out. So there were some, there were some bad beats we had last week. I think the process was really good. Oh, you know, we, we nailed that, um, that Bears one that was a very, very low over, uh, under, which just feels really good. Um, we just got the Cowboys, I think it was the over and it was one point off, got the easy under on the, te on the, the Titans, easy over on the Texans Seahawks. We had the over on the Chiefs Raiders, that was easy. I think I had the over on the Saints-Jets. They didn't get there, which was tough. Under on the Falcons-Panthers. Yeah, I'm going to blame that one on fucking Cam, dumb motherfucker. Um, I think the Browns-Ravens hit the over, and that does worry me a little bit, but those injuries are just too much. The Giants-Chargers hit the over. We had the under for sure. I think we had the under in the Broncos-Lions, but the Broncos scored 38 points, which I didn't think was like physically possible for that team to score. Um... I want to say the Bengals 49ers was, I want to say it was 49. I think that might have been our tie. Like I said, Bills, Buccaneers was tough beat, tough beat. Rams, Cardinals was also a tough beat too. That's okay. It was like 52 and a half. I think it, yeah, 53 points. Really, really tough beat, but that's okay. Um, that's funny. 
Actually, the Bears and the Packers, I'm just looking at this in NFL.com, the 75 points they scored was the most combined points in a matchup since week 7 in 1955. We had that jacked up over. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, baby. Um, yeah, okay. So, we are... Bleh, we are at the... Oh, yeah, Cardinals and the Lions. Um, Lions cover a bunch. But I like the Cardinals minus 13. And I like the Cardinals straight up. And I like the over. I think these teams can score. Um, I think the Cardinals have a good scoring defense. Um, even though it doesn't seem to be the case statistically, I think they can score a lot. Because it just seems to happen. Uh, I, I I like the over 47 and a half. Uh, 47 right now. I'll definitely be taking that one. Uh, I think the Lions can score uh, close to 20. And I expect the Cardinals to drop 30 more. Or maybe more on that. Because uh, they've got a good running back in James Conner, honestly. <laughs> and Chase Edmonds is a uh, closer return. Is he designated to return? Uh, let me let me double check on that one. I, th I think he might be. DR DRR. And this actually I'm seeing on uh, PFF is 47 and a half over or over under. So, um, is there anything that I care about? Gilbert? Nope. Uh, Williams. Um, I mean the RBs aren't there, sure, but they'll throw the ball shit down. I know Hawkinson has the uh, not career ending, but the season injury. But I mean, who cares, bro? They have um. They have fucking Amon Ross St. Brad and the Sun God. And they can score some points. You know, they, they beat the the um the Vikings 29 points. That was two weeks ago. That's pretty good. Um, you know, they haven't scored a lot in these other games. They played a lot of tough teams this year. A lot of tough defenses. I mean, Chicago, uh I mean, well, obviously they play Chicago and they play the Steelers or I'm sorry, play Chicago and Green Bay. Uh and the Vikings have a pretty good defense. They played the the Broncos, uh, the the Browns, the uh the Eagles, the Rams. <laughs> the Bengals, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Packers, the 49ers. I mean, I don't think they've played a bad defense all fucking year. I think that, honestly, when they play, um, when they play the, the Falcons, uh, and then the Seahawks, they'll probably be the two easiest defense they've played the entirety of the, of their year. I mean, maybe even the Cardinals are an easier defense than anyone they play. If it was the Vikings, um, maybe the Eagles, depending on when they got them, 49ers, Week one, I mean, they scored a bunch of points in that one, and that's probably one of the weaker defenses. So I definitely like the Detroit over. Um, th this should be over, for sure. That's one I'm actually going to be betting on a decent amount. All right, next up, we got the Falcons and the Niners. Falcons on a four-game winning streak? Three-game winning streak? Something like that? Oof, it's tough. Oh, Amon Ross Brown, another guy like Hunter Renfro, you need to acquire a dynasty. Um, you should have done it at the beginning of the year when he was pretty much worth nothing. You can probably get him for a second-round pick right now. He's worth it. He's definitely worth it. Especially if the Lions are going to... Um, if the Lions are going to be uh, getting a new quarterback, which I don't really think they should yet, unless someone they really, really like out there that they're going... If there's someone out there that they really, really like, I get it. Go ahead and get them. Be good. Uh, totally fair. But, um, yeah, I just... I don't... Mm, <laughs> I, I, don't I don't believe it. <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah. Falcons are nine half point favorites at San Fran. I I don't think the injuries are that big of a deal for anyone in this game. I want to say, am I? I could be really really dumb though. Well, let's let, let me double check that shit real quick. Uh, I like. Yeah, I'm not really seeing anything super. Yeah, there's just a bunch of questionable stuff, which is fine. We'll we'll see game time decision stuff, but. Hmm. Let me see how the Fal how the Falcons scored. I know they've won. I mean, they beat... Oh, no, wait. Why do I think they're on a winning streak? They've just won two of the past three. That's my mistake. That was my mistake. Um, yeah, I remember they got beat by Tempe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That, that's, maybe they've covered the past? No, they haven't covered the past either. I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe the Niners are on a four-game winning streak? No, but they're, they're four of the past five, which is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I like the Niners here. 
uh, in this one for sure. Um, yeah, I just I I do I like them. Um, I think they're a, a pretty good team. I like the money line. I like the. I like the over. This 46 number. I don't like anything when it gets to like 46, 47, 48. That just feels too... Ugh, too... I don't, I don't think I want to take that. Um, excuse me. I, yeah, I just... I don't... I don't love that. And... Mm, I don't think they're going to be able to score that many points on safe. But I don't like the San Fran's secondary. I think... You know, I'm going under 46 and a half. I'm going to do that. I think the San Fran will run the ball. They're really good running the ball still. I like San Fran money line. I'm actually, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm gonna take, yeah, I'm gonna take San Fran minus nine and a half. I'm gonna take San Fran money line. I'm gonna take the under. I think that's good. Um, hopefully Eliza Mitchell starts. If not, I don't know who you fire up otherwise, honestly. Um, Kittle's great tight end. He's the number one dynasty tight end for me. Uh, Pitts is two, I think, because I think you'll get the peak years out of Kittle for the next three years, and it'll be better than Pitts for the next three years. But I mean, Pitts just the whole way down. I, I get it if you want Pitts to be number one. I get it. Um, he, he is that good. And I've never said anything to do otherwise. Um, yeah. But, yeah, okay. I like that. Um, how are the Bengals not favorited in this next game? They're plus 2.5, which I'll be taking, and they're plus 130, which I'll definitely be taking. This feels like a pretty decent overreaction to what the Broncos did against the fucking Denver. I'm sorry, uh, Broncos did against Detroit. Another D area, or D city, whatever. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with... Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, we're gonna take Cincinnati plus two and a half, we're gonna take Cincinnati money line, and we're gonna take the under, both defenses are very good, it's at the Broncos, um, I love Burrow, but this could be a running game, um, I think Burrow, I think they play it a little bit safer, they end up winning this one 25 to like 15, or something like 25, 14, 20, 21 to 14, something like that, I think that's the most likely outcome for this type of game. Um, it's a tough over under at 44, but I do like the under for this one. Both good defenses in Denver. Uh, Denver's very good defense still. I don't think there's any other issues I need to be aware of for COVID, but I will double check that real quick right now just to make sure. Um, yeah, there's no one. Oh, it's a woozy. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, I think this is a pretty easy, we're going to take the under this one. And I like the under. I'll definitely be betting this one. I think, uh, I just got to see the rest of them, but I'm pretty sure I'll be betting this under. Um, all right, let's see. We've got Green Bay versus the Ravens. I like Green Bay minus five and a half. It's at Baltimore. I like Green Bay straight up. And I like the over 43 and a half in this one. Uh, Baltimore has the most injuries in the league, uh, right? Like it's gotta be the most guys on IR. I don't know about the most injuries in the league, right? But, but the most guys on IR for sure. Um, I, I don't know what the COVID situation is for this one. Oh, Kenny Clark did get placed on COVID. I do remember that. Um, is Lamar going to play? Am I stupid? Is he not on the injury report? I thought he wasn't... Um, today was the day Ravens had hope to have Lamar Jackson on the field doing work. It's looking like an uphill battle from the play against Packers. Yeah, he wasn't practicing today. Yeah, I don't think he's playing. And they scored 22 points versus the Browns, who have a very good defense last week. Um, yeah, I really like the over 43 and a half in this one. That's an easy over for me. I mean, we compare the Denver and the Packers over, over under right now, and I feel really, really good about it. Um, I might honestly on FanDuel, cause I've got like a two, a nice 200 bucks in there. I might literally just do over-unders the entire thing on my FanDuel account and just see how I end up doing with the money. Um, I think that'd be actually really fun. Um, and then I have like a bad GMM, MGM account that I might just do my other bets on. Um, it's depending on how much cash I have there, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I, I like the over here a lot. Um, yeah, a lot. It's in Baltimore too, but I don't care. Packers minus five and a half. Yeah. Like that stuff. Um, 
I don't really know who to say or who to start here or anything like that. It's, uh, I, I might be sitting Aaron Jones, but you might just need a warm body and he's, he's your guy. Go for it. Like not a big deal. But, um, yeah, AJ Dillon is, um, like super light Derek Henry. They're both big guys. He's more agile, but he's also just a huge truck who can just bowl over guys. Doesn't take as much. I mean, he's just a big guy. He reminds me of like just a big, huge guy. And Derek Henry's the biggest guy I can think of. And it's kind of why I like him as. Um, like a bigger David Montgomery too, bigger, stronger, even the Antonio Gibson, stuff like that. I, I love AJ Dillon. He's, he's just need him to be on the goddamn, um, just need them to get rid of Aaron Jones. So they have an opt out. I think actually this off season to get rid of him and, you know, second contract for RBs are just never worth it. People who also criticize the Packers draft uh, for drafting love and then drafting AJ Dillon we're a little bit correct in the fact that they probably need another wide receiver, but the fact that they limbasted those two picks as soon as it came out, and I was all over them being very good picks, I if anyone who said that come out and it's like, oh, Jordan Love's really good now, and Andrew Dillon's really good now, it's like, fuck you, I was there from day one, I knew these motherfuckers are going to be good, I know I saw Jordan Love once this year and it wasn't very good, I get it, that was whatever, okay, we might also see uh, Devontae Adams leave, which would be horrible for this team, but I just, oh, there are a lot of receivers in the draft, there's going to be a lot of receivers in the free agency, I... I'm so excited for the Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, or A.J. Dillon show to become the thing in, in Green Bay. It's time to get rid of the old guard if you have to. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. You keep him as much as you can for as long as you can until his contract is up and he's not resigning with you guys. And also, you need to get Jordan Love out there. But I love what the Packers are doing. They did the same thing with Brett Favre, or Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers hopefully mentoring Jordan Love enough, or Jordan Love is actually learning from him just by being there or whatever. I don't know how much of a cunt Aaron Rodgers is, because he seems like a fucking cunt. Um... But, yeah, I mean, whatever, dude. Be, be more of a shithead. Um, anyway, I, re I really, like, lost a lot of respect for Aaron Rodgers this season. Just just so much respect for him. Um, I used to really like him. Uh, he can go suck my dick right now. So, I'm an American. I can say whatever the fuck I want about this dumb motherfucker who plays sports and gets paid a billion dollars. I think he can handle a little like criticism from a podcast that gets ten viewers a fucking listen, so... Or ten listens a fucking episode, so... Yeah, I said what I said. I'll say it again. Uh, fuck Aaron Rodgers. Um, a good thing, because I'm, I'm, I'm like a semi-Bears fan. You know, my dad's a Bears fan. Big fan of the Bears. So, fuck Aaron Rodgers. He can go suck it. Ah, anyway, that was my Aaron Rodgers is a piece of shit rant. Um, but he's obviously, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. You keep that guy as long as you can. I don't care if Jordan Love, I think, will be very good. He probably won't be Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I don't think there's many who can be. You know, I know that's going to be ended up being a really fun class. I mean, if Fromm gets to play, maybe we see some work out of Fromm on the Giants. You know, maybe that happens. Maybe we see, you know, I mean, two is already a good quarterback. Herbert's a good quarterback. Uh, obviously, Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the class. That was obvious to anyone. It still is the case. Um, uh, and, you know, maybe when we see Jordan Love get out there, and maybe we see Fromm get some decent action in there. Maybe it'll be some pretty decent quarterback class, honestly. Um, but, well, well, we'll have to see. We will definitely have to see. Uh, okay. Um, what are we thinking about now? I am... Just gonna move on to the next game, right? Yeah, we're just gonna move on to the next game. Alright, next up is Seattle versus the Rams. Oh, a division game where I really want to take Seattle, but I'm gonna end up taking the Rams because of my Super Bowl team. Um, I'm gonna take Seattle, plus five and a half. I'm gonna take the Rams money line, and I'm gonna take the over 45. I think there's going to be no Ramsey, which is huge. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. Cornerback. I think I did say quarterback there by mistake. He is the best cornerback in the NFL. Not close. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't say that. It, it is close, sure. All that fun stuff. But, I mean, we got Lockett on the COVID, who could come back. Um, we've got, what, Jalen Ramsey right on the co Okay, yeah, Fuller, too. Um, I, I really do. I really like this over. DK Metcalf, also, if you're looking to make another bet, I actually might make this bet as soon as I log off of this 
Um, thing, actually, let me, let me check what it is. I'm just going to go into more wagers. What is a... Oh, wait, do they not have uh, anytime touchdown scorers? Oh, do they not have player props yet? Maybe they don't have player... Oh, no, they have scoring. What's scoring? Uh, no, maybe they don't have player props yet. That could be a thing for um for FanDuel. I, I don't know how FanDuel works um with uh with like the stuff before like the before the games like start before the Sunday before the games. So I don't really know about that. But one prop I'll definitely be taking in addition to some other props from you know if you follow like the prop guys on um Twitter that I'm always following, retweeting, liking all that stuff. You know what I'm talking about. I usually follow their advice. I think I hit Marvin Jones last week. Um, hit a few things. Although that Marvin Jones hit last week on the 37 and a half. Pretty sure he got like 30 yards on a garbage time reception with up uh, four seconds to go, and they just let him catch it in front of it, and he didn't lateral, he just took the yards. Thank God for that play, but I think it would really tight otherwise, but yeah, okay, I, I digress a little bit, but you should follow the prop guys that I, I, I tweet about, like, the prop guy, prop bomb, Birdman, these guys on Twitter, they're really good, they, they made me some money in basketball, and I know shit about basketball, I think I made, like, 200 bucks in the past two weeks from them, just about, but I did lose some last night, so maybe I'm about, like, 100 bucks from them, um, no, that's how betting goes, you know, you win some, you lose some, just take out some money that you know you can lose, and if you lose it all, just quit it, bro. It's fucking over. Um, I usually like a hundred bucks at the beginning of each season, and then I ride that and see how well it goes. Never, you know, I also can do that because I kill it at the beginning of the year. I think I might have to up that for the next football season to like 200, maybe even 300 bucks because I fucking dominate the beginning of the year. I just, I just do. I just have great reads, honestly. It's been two years running. I hope I didn't jinx it. I didn't jinx it this year when I also said I had dominant reads going into the year, which I definitely did. Um, but yeah, a anyway, anyway, <sighs> let's see. I, yeah, I don't think there's much else to talk about the Rams and the Seahawks game. Um, I think the Seahawks are an underrated team. DK Metcalf, anytime touchdown, which I believe I mentioned. If I didn't, I'm mentioning it again. DK Metcalf, anytime touchdown uh, scorer is, excuse me, I gotta sneeze. Oh, God. How is these in twos? I, I don't know. I've literally been the same thing my entire life. I don't know if anyone else experiences that or just two is the most common number of sneezes to do at one time, but I just, I have that. I don't, I don't fucking know. Whatever. Anyway, um, I, yeah, I, um, I, I think with Ramsey being out, it's pretty tough, but I do, I do, sorry, I was going a little bit of a tangent, lost my train of thought. Back on it. DK Metcalf, anytime touchdown scorer, or something I'm very, very into, I'll be putting that prop in as soon as it's on, I don't care what the odds are, probably be pretty good without Tyler Lockett, but he's been so close to the past three weeks, he's either had a bad pass, or kind of dropped one, or there was a good defensive play, but he almost had it, or a PI getting called, the past three weeks, he should have had multiple touchdowns these past few weeks. Um, and he, he is a little bit touchdown dependent, I get that. Um, I saw a tweet there, he was like, uh, 10 games out of 13, he's held under 65 yards. Sure, whatever, man. He gets touchdowns a lot, and that's what he does. He should have 10 touchdowns every year. He should, at least. He's a very good receiver. He's a very good deep ball guy. And honestly, he can run a few routes, but he runs them really well, and he's been good at them. That's what's been happening. Sorry. I mean, it's true. I mean, he's with fucking Geno Smith for a while, and I know his stats are better with Russell Wilson, but just the attempts that Geno Smith attempted were so much less than Russell would have attempted. Just so much less. So I, I really think this is just like a dumb a dumb mistake by people. I think they're just reading the stats cor correlatingly, the correlation, and not actually looking deeper into the stats to see why, you know? Because, um, I mean, we can, we can actually go through it right now. You know, why, why, don't we just, why don't we just debunk this dumb fucking shit right now? Pro football reference. Okay, I can't even do it. Pro foot. <laughs> football reference. I should have that already pulled up on a tab. I don't know why I didn't, but... Um, let's go to the, I'm looking for again, the West, the Seahawks. Um, yeah, I mean, let's, let's just, how many attempts a game does Russell Wilson have this year compared to Geno Smith? Let's see. Do they have like an attempts per game? I don't know if that's actually a stat I can look at, but 
I will tell you that Geno Smith's attempts were 17, 32, 22, and 24. That is so much lower. I think, okay, the second highest he had was 24. And he had a 32 game, which is fine. Second lowest he had was 24, which honestly was a pretty good game, but he only threw for 209 yards is the most. 195 is the second most. Um, yeah, so 32 attempts is the highest, and the second most is 24. Russell Wilson has thrown for less than 24 in two, three of the games that I'm seeing right now, and one of those games is 16. Uh, which is bad, and the other two are 23 attempts. Like, are, are you kidding me? Like, this guy's throwing 31, 32, 40, 26, 31, 27, 28, and Geno Smith is throwing 17, 32, 22, and 24. Bro, get the fuck out of here. Like, he just, the, the receivers didn't have much of a chance with Russ going down. Like, sorry, I couldn't predict Russell Wilson getting injured. He never fucking does. He's got a great diet. He came back super early. He's super in shape. Really, really cares about his fitness. Like, fuck, dude. Like, uh, this DK Metcalf slander will, will not continue, and I'll be railing that shit in the offseason. I honestly have the most debating, I have the most fun debating shit in the offseason, because I just think it's super fun. I am, I don't know if I've talked about this publicly on the, on the podcast or on, on Twitter or anything like that, but I am keeping, this year, I'm going to be keeping a grudge book. A big grudge book. A grim, grimoire full of spells and fun things, if you if you will uh, lend me that. Um, and I'm going to record all the arguments I have on my podcast. Uh, and all the stuff, and I will record who's on what, who's on things, I'll be making fun little bets with people, and I will be reading that at the end of my podcast, one of the end scenes, uh, the end, um, projects, uh, that I'll be having next year when I record all that stuff, when I have people on the podcast in the off-season, only for the off-season, because I, I do actually, I never thought I could podcast on my own, just doing it me, but I love doing it by myself, man, I fucking hate scheduling people when I have to do all the film work during the week, I mean, I watch 15 to 20 hours of film every goddamn week, and I, scheduling on top of that, on top of my actual work job, especially in December, is just too much fucking work for me. Uh, scheduling just is such another headache that I don't want to deal with it. Um, and I actually do, since I know all the games, I can talk pretty off the cuff about this stuff. I don't have to do a script. Obviously, you can tell I don't do a script because I ramble all the fucking time. But yeah, I just I really like doing it by myself. But I'll, I'll definitely have the grimoire stuff for the off season, and I'll definitely have an end of the season episode that I think will be really fun, where I just go over all the old bets, all the old stuff that we talked about. I think that'll be super, super fun to look back on. It'll be a really fun episode because you gotta have fun episodes in the off season, you know, to just be entertaining and be fun, which I think is really important for football. Because I listen to football podcasts year round, and I put out my podcast year fucking round, so every week pretty much. I, I will take some time off in like February and things where I'm especially reviewing a lot of rookie tape. Um, and, and I think through the fantasy playoffs, or, I'm sorry, not the fantasy playoffs, through the regular playoffs, I'll try and throw in some people, just to talk about the past season, and talk about the playoff games, and all that fun stuff, um, because it'll just be easier, I won't have to review film all the time, and it'll just be way, way easier on my mental health, and, uh, all the stress that I get from football, which I love, to be fair, I love it, the stress is worth it, um, but, but yeah, um, anyway, get, I, I ramble a little bit too much, getting back to the games, getting back to the games, just a refresher, taking the Seahawks plus five and a half division game, I still like the Seahawks decent amount, I think they're a little underrated, love the Rams though, um, I like the over 45 with Ramsey being hurt. I think both these offenses are very good. I don't care about Lockie being hurt. He definitely is going to hurt the team. Um, but yeah, I understand people want to start Penny. I'm not trusting him. I, I, I'm just not trusting him, especially against the Rams. Bad offensive line for the Seahawks. I think it's been pretty bad all year. It's really sucked. I, I thought it'd be better. Love Dwayne Brown. Hasn't really performed that well this year. <sighs> I don't trust him. I wouldn't trust for a fancy playoffs. I, 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 he could just easily as get hurt as he gets another 100-yard game, just as easily. Um, and I think that's kind of where we're at. And um, we can see Homer in there, right? I think he's not Travis Homer still on the team, right? Um, although, is he on the Baltimore? No, nah, I'm pretty sure he's still on the Seahawks. Um, I, I, I don't know. They might not even run the ball that much. I, I He'd be one guy that I'm definitely not interested in playing. Um, and that might bite me in the ass, but I'm not doing it. Sorry. 
Alright, we got two more games. Finally, the last two games. We're about an hour in. I'll do a little wrap-up segment at the end like I normally do, which has become, honestly, one of my favorite parts of my show. As much as I do love predicting all the games, I love predictions, and I love being right. It's kind of why I do a lot of this stuff, um, which I am right a lot, obviously. I think my record shows that. Um, I do love giving these wrap-ups at the end. I think they're really fun to just talk about players I like, because I love players. Uh, anyway, we got the Saints and the Buccaneers. This is a division game at the Buccaneers, and I don't think the Saints should be um, my, I don't think it's changed to be plus uh, 11 points. They shouldn't be 11 point dogs. This is ridiculous. The defense is good enough. Um, unless I'm missing something about COVID, which I will check right now just to make sure, but that is way too many points for a division game where both teams are good. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing a lot of COVID stuff unless it's on the Buccaneers, which I'm not really seeing. Yeah, I'm not seeing it all. Good thing I have Jamal Dean back, although I wish it helped more in the goddamn... <sighs> fucking game. I, I, Lenny apparently didn't practice, but I don't really care. I think Rojo has better vision as much as Lenny's been very good this year. He's just a plotter. He's really, really helped by the offensive line. Um, it's a great offensive line. So is Brady. And I guess I'll talk, I guess I can talk about Brady real quick right now because we're getting close to the end of the show. And I, uh, you know, this would be in my wrap-up thing, but I'm just close to it. I think Brady's actually being really carried by this team. I mean, there's a lot of screens. There's a lot of short balls. Has a lot of very inaccurate passes. Um, it's obviously the greatest. He's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time player. He won a Super Bowl last year with them. He was pretty good with them last year. Definitely pretty good. But this team is just a super team. And Brady adds that. I mean, he's a great leader. He is a competitor. He's really cerebral about the game. You know, he makes really, really good adjustments at the line. Um, he's the greatest of all time. But the throws are a lot of screens that let these guys do it. He makes some pretty good throws otherwise. But I just, I think he's really being carried by this team. Which, to be fair, he's fucking 42 years old. If he's being carried by a great team, like, fucking sorry. <laughs> like, I, that's, that's not a bad thing. But I, I do want to say, uh, I don't know. The Buccaneers keep pretty much the same core together, and they let Kyle Trask take over next year. Um, hopefully they're able to re-sign Goblin and all that stuff for their sake, for, not for my sake. Um, but if that does happen, uh, I, I think, um, I think this team will be in very, very similar situation, honestly. Because I don't think, I don't know how good... At least throwing the ball. But like I said, Brady is very cerebral. He's really, really good at that stuff. Um, Jameis just ruined this team two years ago by throwing all those interceptions. I mean, he had the, what, 30-something interceptions? 30 for 30, right? 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. It's because this team is just really, really good. Um, hopefully they're able to keep it together. Um, and I think even if Brady leaves next year or leaves the year after and Kyle Trask takes over as the quarterback, I think this will be a very, very good team for a long time. But I like the Saints defense a lot. I'll take them plus 11.5. I'll take the Buccaneers straight up. And I will take the under, 46.5, because I think the under should have hit last week. Defense is still really good for the Buccaneers and very good for the Saints. Taysom Hill's an easy start. Him and Jalen Hurts are pretty much the same thing, I think. It's pretty much always been the case. Um, I think Taysom is the best uh, quarterback for this team, too. Uh, when they're losing, because James Winston would have never won any of these games when they're losing. He was just a game manager this year, which is fine, because he was the complete opposite about that when he's a Buccaneer, so, yeah. All right, finally, last game, we got the Vikings and the Bears. The over for this is 44. It's an easy over. I don't know why this is so low, considering the 30 points that the Bears put up last week. The Vikings have a great offense. The Bears' defense is definitely lacking a little bit. Um, let's check the COVID report real quick, just to make sure I'm not missing out on anything too significant. Um, oh yeah, what is it, like, Daniel Hunter, I don't care, yeah, there's nothing here that I care about at all, um, yeah, so I like the over here, pretty easy over, I think Fields actually showed a lot, and it showed last week, especially against a very good, um, a good team, uh, the Packers and a good defense, um, he, uh, Fields, excuse me, He's able to run the ball really well. He uses the athleticism, which um, a lot of people criticize him for relying on because he was just so good at Ohio State. I, I don't think that's the case. And I think a lot of people do realize that too now. I, I think Fields actually look pretty good. Um, just need to get a receiver. Get Ravallon Robinson. He's just done with the organization. I get it. I would be too. Um, 
yeah, he probably isn't coming to Jacksonville either, which sucks because I fucking want him so bad for Jacksonville. He's a great receiver. Um, he'll, he's an easy buy low in Dynasty for me. He is going to be, because he's definitely a buy low. Or buy, buy him for whatever you can get. I, I think he's going to be great. and He's going to go to a good team. He wants to win. He's been on shitty teams for his entire career. Um, he tore his ACL in week one when the Jaguars went to the 2017, in 2017 season, when the Jaguars should have won the Super Bowl. If we had Allen Robinson, oh, it would be fair. They had very, very good uh, injury luck that year for the Jaguars. Very, very, very good injury luck, which obviously next year after that, it was really bad. But anyway, um, yeah, the, the Bears just... Um, uh, sorry, Allen Robinson is just going to go somewhere fun somewhere else, and the Bears can just draft a receiver. It's fine. I always like Diami Brown, but, I mean, what are you going to do? I think it was cut a while ago. Diami Brown was him, right? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, I like Bird, <coughs> Demir Bird, or Dim Dimitri Bird, Demetrius Bird. Another guy, D-Bird, from the Patriots last year. I, I, I like him on the team. Um, and then, who's the guy? Daz oh, Daz Newsome, right, was the guy who drafted in the sixth round? I liked him out of UNC. I thought he was pretty good. I think he might have gotten cut, though. A little disappointing. Mooney's been pretty good, too. Um, definitely a two, though, not, not a one. Um, as much as he's kind of have to be the one now. But anyway, I digress. I also love Cole Komet. He's a great... I feel like no one's talking about how good Cole Komet is going to be in Dynasty. Maybe just because all the Cole Komet owners had already gobbled him up and grabbed him like the year he was drafted that no one wants to trade him or is asking price to do high, but yeah, pretty good. So anyway, for this game, I like the Minnesota money line. I like the Bears plus five. It's a division game. It's in Chicago. Um... Uh, Minnesota must win. I want Minnesota to win, definitely, because I have them winning the Super Bowl and making the playoffs. Um... But, yeah, I like the Bears plus five. I think that's too many points. This team's going to be a lot closer. Take the over 44. Very, very easy. All right, that's all the games. Um, and, finally, I guess this is where we're about an hour, so I don't want to go too much more. Uh, although, I I do, I don't really care about how long things take. I just like going for as long as I can. But, anyway, um, I... Excuse me. I want to say um, the rookie quarterbacks have not been super impressive this year. Outside of Mac Jones, has been very good. Um, Trey Lance, I worry about, because I don't really know anything about him, but I wonder, I had, like, a high thought last night. I was like, will the, would the offense be a lot more dangerous with Trey Lance at quarterback, which is his dimension of running the ball? Like, they can run the ball with Debo Samuel. They can run the ball with Elijah, Elijah Mitchell. They can run the ball with their quarterback, and they can also run the ball with Brandon Ayuk. Feels like a lot, and he also has a really, he has a, he's a strong arm, right? So... I just, I, I wonder what that would open up for them. I still like Jimmy G as the quarterback. He's a good game manager. He's a, he's exactly what they need. They need a better defense, though, for him to be, like, Super Bowl contenders or anything like that, which I think they definitely could be next year if they get a better secondary, um, or at least better cornerbacks. They really need better corner. If they're able to sign some, like, a, a stud cornerback or get one in the draft, like a Singletary or something like that, uh, that would be that'd be great. I mean, I don't really know how good Singletary is or if he's even going to be a number one uh, cornerback, but seems to be pretty consensus right now, so that's just what I'm saying. But, yeah, I mean, I... I, I I think it can back be really good with Jimmy G. Although he'll probably he's got one more year left, I think, in the contract. He might be gone, which I get why they drafted a replacement, but I don't know. He, he just they're just so diametrically opposed quarterbacks. I just don't know what to think about Jimmy G and Trey Lance. Um Zach Wilson had a seventy five percent good game, twenty five percent bad game the week before last, and then last week he had a twenty five percent good game and a seventy five percent bad game. Um I think he'll probably land somewhere in the middle against Miami. Um, and I just really, really like when I'm seeing him come off the injury. I think a lot of these rookies actually benefit a lot from sitting. I think Lawrence would benefit a lot from having CJ Beathard go out there and play a bit, honestly, um, and just sit and whatever, but he's got a whole nother coaching thing. This year is kind of a lost year for him. He doesn't have any receivers to throw to besides DJ Chark, um, who's been injured since like week five, uh, which sucks, but yeah, Jaguars need to clean house a little bit, which is fine. Honestly. I mean, like I said in the offseason, and I'll say it again, it bears repeating, I think what the Jaguars did was not spend all their cap money this year because they knew, they absolutely knew, and they were absolutely correct that this team is not going anywhere this year. They weren't doing it. Totally fair. Um, 
They had a lot of they signed a lot of guys besides Rashawn Jenkins. What a terrible contract. He's gonna be done by the by year two. Andrew Cisco needs to play more. And I think the rookies will play more now that Urban Meyer's gone, because he's got some weird fetish for guys he just loves. I just fucking hope he he just doesn't recognize anything. No reason, no adaptability, just a terrible coach. Anyway, um I will say that um yeah, sorry, uh, I'm going on a stupid tangent because I just, the seething anger I've heard Meyer just really bothers me. Um, this is just a lost season for, for Trevor Lawrence. That's fine. Zach Wilson's gonna be good. Justin Fields actually has been pretty impressive the past few weeks. Uh, I, I thought he could be a bust, um, but I want to see more stuff. Maybe he'll actually be pretty good. It's definitely possible. Tevin Jenkins had a pretty good half of a night, and then it got a lot worse. Still think he's very good. He's just, um, he, that hand placement was really bad against, um, uh, against Green Bay, and he was punished for that. It was pretty bad, but I um, still think he's pretty good. Good to see him out there playing. I mean, this is a lost season for the Bears. Even I think they're like the what, the 14th best, uh, 14th, yeah, 14th best, 14 worst team in uh in the uh, in the NFC, and they've got like five wins or four wins. It, it's just it's an insane year, and I love it. I'm here for it all day. Anyway, um, we have got hmm, what now? What have we got? Ah, uh, what else do I want to say? I like the rookies. I love Amon Ross and Brown. I mentioned a lot of guys I want to talk about. Um, Canarius Tony's definitely going to be a lot low, uh, by low-ish of a guy. People seem to be worried about these injuries, but I don't think he had an injury problem in college or anything like that. Um, and you've already seen tape on how good it can be. You've seen it. I saw it in, um, in the, uh, excuse me, I saw it when he was at Florida with Kyle Trask and, and, uh, and, and Pitts. I, it was there. And you saw it in the NFL, and I don't think it's changing. Um, it's funny they have a guy like him, and they also have Saquon, who are just dancers, who are just make plays happen. Although Saquon was a little bit worse last week. it's I, I think those injuries might have finally done their toll and just ruined Saquon's career, which really, really sucks. Um, I really like him. I want to believe I'm still in there right now, but I totally understand if you don't. He just hasn't shown the breakaway speed and the breakaway ability that he had because... He gets stopped a lot behind the line of scrimmage. He dances a lot, but he always breaks off those big touchdowns. I think with all the injuries, might have might have fucked him up too much, which really, really sucks for him. He shouldn't get a second contract uh, with Giants. He shouldn't get paid that much after he's done here. It was ended up being a really bad pick because of the injuries, but I think if, if the injuries were, um, weren't were there, Saquon would have been a stud in the NFL. Would have been one of the best running backs in the NFL has ever seen, honestly. Um, uh, top 10, possibly. Uh, top 10 in the past decade. Uh, he's been one of the best running backs we would have seen in my lifetime so far. For sure. Um, but yeah, injuries seem to cut that off. I'm not giving up completely. Like, I'll, I'll buy low in Dynasty because I think the price is pretty low. But yeah, it's just, it's uh, it's not great. It's really not great. And the Giants also just need a better offensive line, too. They really need a better offensive line. Love what I'm seeing out of the tackle, Andrew Thomas. But a pretty bad year last year-ish. He got better at the end of the season. He's been very good this year. First tackle taken off the board. Definitely worth it. That tackle class was great. What is it? Worfs, Becton, Thomas, and... I want to say another guy, but... I think that's it. In the first round, all been very, very good. Crazy good. Um, yeah, okay. I think that's all I want to talk about. Um... You know, check me out on Twitter, Big Games Jesse. I appreciate anyone listening to the end. I appreciate anyone listening to even five seconds of this podcast. I really, really do. Um, I love you guys all out there. Um, I, I'm happy that you listen to me because I think I'm really smart. I think I know what I'm doing. And um, I uh, just am having fun. I hope you guys are too. Um, don't forget to follow me, like I said, um, on Big Games, at Big Games, blah, 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 on Twitter, at Bacon Games Jesse. It's been a little bit of a disjointed podcast, a little bit of stuff going on, but um it should be a fun week lots and lots of parody left in the nfl really really exciting um two saturday games too so make sure you set your lineups for your fantasy playoffs um i hope all y'all did well with fantasy playoffs i know this has been less of a fantasy podcast than it probably has been in the past but it is what it is i talk about what i want i'm a great analyst i think and i know what i'm doing and i watch all the film unlike a lot of people who you follow on twitter don't have the time or just don't do it because they're dumb but here i am doing it here i am loving it um go jags go bears 
Thanks for listening to the Bacon Games Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF Sports. And be sure to tune in next time.